chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 14. James chapter 2, verse 14. So we've been talking, um, we've been just uh, sharing and teaching from the book of James. And uh, two weeks ago, we talked about who James was, right? Uh, we talked about his conversion. We talked about his ministry. We talked about uh, even his death and, and who he was as, as the half-brother of Jesus. And he got converted after the resurrection. And he became the leader of the church of Jerusalem. And, and our one point that day was, you know, it's an encounter with the resurrected Jesus that makes the difference. And our theme was a life that impacts. And we share with you how... how um, how uh, James' life was a life that impacted and it happened because of his encounter with the resurrected Jesus. And I share with you that what we need also is an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. And if we have that encounter, his agenda becomes our agenda. We're willing to deny ourselves for him. We can live a forgiven life and we're reminded that there is purpose in us when we've had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. And that was two weeks ago. Last week we spoke about uh, persevering in trials out of James chapter 1. Uh, we talked about purpose in trials and what's the purpose for maturity, for growth, uh, and, and just to persevere. Talked about patience, to endure, to be steadfast, to wait on God. And we said, well, that's good lingo and that sounds well but how do you do that and James told us well you do that by asking for wisdom you do that believing you do that by believing in faith and you do that knowing that God is just with all people and that's what we talked about last week today we're going to talk about um, living out what we believe living out what we believe uh, we're going to talk about faith and deeds your King James version may say works faith and works the NIV version uh, uses the word deeds, and we'll use deeds for this, for this sermon, right? So today we're going to talk about living out what we believe. Now, I've been encouraging you to read the book of James. It's five chapters. James has just a lot of, 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 of advice for us, a lot. And if you read James, you'll see that James was rough. He, he, was, he was rough. He said some rough things, and he, he talks in a way that he's, he was a tough leader, getting people into shape and letting them know, control your tongue, he tells them, and, and, uh, and, uh, and he says other really uh, impactful things, right? So as I'm preparing this sermon, I said, I said to Pastor Becky, I said, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of amens today, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's the book of James. It's the teaching for us. And I love that the Lord has just put in our heart to teach out of James, and what the scripture says is what it is for us. How many say amen? So I believe the Lord wants to encourage the church here today. Faith and deeds. Living out what we believe. Verse 14. We'll start at verse 14 and we'll finish at 26. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you say to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not 
Our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and his actions working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness as he was called God's friends. Verse 24, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she, was, when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. I would hope that all of you have those verses highlighted in your Bibles or in your apps because they're powerful verses for us. Living out what we believe, faith and deeds must go together. Father, we pray, Lord God, that the teaching would land in our hearts this morning. I pray that our Sunday would change our Monday. I pray that it would be a teaching, Lord God, that tomorrow morning we could wake up and we can say in our morning prayer, Lord, would you give me the ability, the strength, the commitment to live a life that goes hand in hand with my faith, O oh God. I pray in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. So here James is letting us know that faith and deeds, although they're two separate words, two completely separate words, two completely separate thoughts, two completely separate meanings, he's telling us that they need to go together for the church. They need to go together for the Christians. In life, we know that some things just go better together. How many say amen? amen? There are some things that just go better together. Themselves, they work, and they may work okay, but when you put them together, they work better. There's some things that we got that work better together. Peanut butter and? They work better together. Secret here. Probably three or four mornings, my breakfast is peanut butter and jelly on low-grain whole wheat toast. All right. Pencil and? They go better together. What else? Cereal and? Go better together. Who wants dry cereal? Only those people who are really on health kicks will have dry cereal, right? All right. What else? Salt and? What else we got? Cookies and? I mean, chocolate chip cookie and milk. And as I'm, putting to, as I'm putting this together, I'm saying, I got issues because all my examples are food. I said, Lord, work with me here, Lord. All right. Hammer and? They go better together. Two separate things, but they work when they're together. What else we got? Needle and? All right. Spaghetti and? Food. What else we got? Macaroni and? All right. Love and? Oh, man. I, I'm not the only one with issues. 
All right. Love and marriage. Right and peace. Anything else? Faith and peace. Faith and peace. They go better together. They go better together. Faith and deeds. So we want to talk about that today. We want to talk about living out what we believe. Faith and deeds go better together. Three points I want to share with you today. The first one is, what we believe is important. But how we live what we believe is more important. What we believe is important. But how we live what we believe is more important. James is telling us, uh, our faith and our deeds, they must go together. He's saying they must go together. Verse 14, and I'm going to encourage you to leave your Bibles open, your apps on, because you're going to see we're going to be going through those verses. Verse 14, what does he say? What does he say? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds, can such faith save them? He's saying, can you be saved by a faith that has no works, that has no deeds? He's saying, can you be saved by a faith that has no deeds, no actions, uh, no intentional uh, performance, uh, uh, no response? Can a faith that is not seen in life's decisions really be an active faith? Can a faith not seen really be an active faith? Just to say that we are Christians, James is saying that's not enough to save us. He's saying it's not enough to save us. Claiming to have faith is not enough. A lifestyle must accompany our faith for salvation. There needs to be a repentance. There needs to be a changing of ways. There needs to be an effort to say, I want to live the life that God has called me to live. Uh, we, we must surrender our lives to Christ. There must be a refining of who we are as we believe this faith that we have in Christ Jesus. And it must be seen in deeds, in works. It must be seen because our faith and our deeds, our works, our lifestyle, they go hand in hand. So verse 14, I said, what it reads. Now verse 17, he says it again. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. The same thing he said in verse 14. He said in verse 17. And then, if you look at this, it, it's a hermeneutical way of studying scripture. Verse 14 and 17, he's saying the same thing. And what's in the middle is, being, is what's being highlighted. So this is a, a hermeneutical style of studying scripture. If you notice that there are two thoughts, what's in the middle is being highlighted. In the middle of 14 and 17, it's the illustration. And he says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you say to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? The thought here is, if you haven't helped the one that has need, 
Just by wishing them well, you're doing nothing. If you say you have faith, but you have no deeds, you're doing nothing. In fact, he is saying your faith is lifeless. It's dead. Lifeless. And that word dead there is, means corpse. It's just a corpse. It's got no breath, no life, no purpose. He's saying you haven't made a difference. He illustrates it by saying you say that you are a Christian, but if your actions don't follow what you're saying, then your faith is not really genuine. And he illustrates it by saying, if you see someone in need and don't help them, well, if you just say, I wish you well, but do nothing for them, it's the same thing like having faith, but not doing anything. Nothing has changed. Circumstances stay the same way. Just to wish some well, someone in need well doesn't change their circumstance. Just to say that we have faith, but our deeds don't show our faith, he is saying our faith is dead. It doesn't do anything. So James is being clear and intentional here. He's saying what we believe is important, but how we live what we believe is more important. And then he illustrates it again in verse 19. He says, you believe that there is one God? Good, exclamation mark. In other words, good, he shouts it out. Even the demons believe that there is one God and they shudder. In other words, just to believe is not enough. There must be works, deeds, action, lifestyle. He is saying, you're not impressing no one by saying, I believe in God. He's saying, you're not impressing anyone. If I can contextualize it for today, he is saying, you're not impressing no one by simply saying, I am a Christian. No one today is impressed with us declaring that we are Christians. How we live out our faith is what makes the difference. But I love when we read James, then he illustrates it again. In case to say, he illustrates it again and he uses uh, Abraham. Verse 20, you foolish people, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? <laughs> Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. So here James, he's not just telling them, but he's illustrating to them how faith and deeds should work. He's saying, well, just believing is not enough. And we can see that in the life of Abraham. Abraham's faith and his deeds went hand in hand and God blessed him and credited him righteousness because of it. In case we are not completely clear with what James is trying to say, in verse 24, he mentions it again. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. I mean, he is hammering this thought. Verse 14, verse 17, verse 24, he's hammering this thought that our faith must be accompanied by deeds or works. So you see that a person is shown to be righteous through faithful action and not faith alone. 
He's saying Abraham was credited righteousness not for what he knew, but for how he lived. And he's letting us know uh, you are credited righteousness. Confirming the, the verse 14 says, can anybody be saved if they have faith but no works? He was credited righteousness not by what he knew, but what he did. His faith and his deeds came together and it credited him righteousness. What could it be in our lives that the Holy Spirit is leading us to say, man, I, I, I need to add deeds, works, lifestyle to my faith. But what I love about James, that in case someone was saying, yeah, but that was Abraham, a patriarch. That was Abraham, the father of faith, the father of Isaac and the grandfather of Jacob. That was Abraham. It's different to him. He illustrates it again using a Gentile woman sinner, Rahab. So he's saying, just in case my Jewish friends, brothers and sisters think that, oh, just because it was Abraham, this is a credit to him. He says, I'm going to pick a woman sinner Gentile. And I'm going to illustrate it with her. And he illustrates the same thought in verse 25 by saying, well, in case you thought by verse 25, why did I lose it there? Saying, in the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? Saying, her faith and her deeds is what made her righteous. And if you go to Hebrews chapter 11 and you look at the heroes of our faith, you see Rahab there. Isn't that awesome? There's a teaching here and it's clear. What we believe is important, but how we live out what we believe is even more important. And the church says, Amen. He hammers this four times. If you read it, verse 14, verse 17, verse 24, and then he, verse 26 again. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Bah. Hammering it four times, letting us know it's. You want to say that you're Christian? Okay, wonderful. You can say that you're Christian. You want to say you believe in God? Yeah, wonderful. But if our works and our deeds don't amplify that, they don't work together, they're not intertwined together, then he's saying we're living like a corpse. No spirit. Dead. No salvation. No credit to righteousness. They must go together. And the church says. Amen. So we're talking about um, faith and deeds. We're talking about um, a, a lifestyle of living. Uh, our, our first point here uh, this morning for us is, is to remember what we believe is important, but how we live what we believe is more important. Our, our second point then. How can we apply this? Some, some application for us today. Second point. Deeds that go intertwined with our faith. Some deeds. Now, we could do a long list. I, I kept it really basic, really, really simple, because the, the gospel is simple. The gospel is basic. Some things that Monday morning we could apply to our lives. Some things that Monday morning, we could, you, you don't need to have a PhD to get this. Some things that we could apply to our lives Monday morning. Deeds that go intertwined with our faith. Our faith tells us that all people are equal. But is that how we live out our faith? Do our deeds show that, that all people are equal? 
Our faith tells us that we should forgive those that hurt us. But is that how we're living out our faith? Does our deeds reflect our faith? Our faith tells us that, that we should be praying and reading the Bible every day and, and doing the things that God calls us to do. And, uh, but is that how we are living? Do our deeds show our faith? Our faith tells us that we should share this gospel, share the good news. Do our deeds reflect our faith? Our faith tells us that we should be kind. How many are kind? I hope that you guys would have said, Amen. Come, I'm going to try it again. How many are kind? Ay, gracias, Señor. We got to live out our faith. How do we live out our faith? To be kind. You know, some things that break my, 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 my heart and my, my wife's heart, when we talk to family members and spouses, and we see that among themselves they're not kind. How can you not be kind to, to your spouse or kind to your children? Don't, don't be kind to me if you're not kind to your spouse. That's hypocritical. Go home and be kind to those that give all for you. Right? That's the faith that we live out. That's the faith. Are we kind? Are we generous? Are we generous? Nothing sown in the kingdom will ever come back empty. That's our faith, to be generous, to be kind. Our faith is to be self-controlled. Or are we those people that are known that, that we get angry over anything, we lose control, we, we act like crazy people? That doesn't go intertwined with our faith. Are we self-controlled? Are we living out a life that says that we're sober-minded? Are we living out a life that, that says that we have tamed our tongue? Do our deeds go hand in hand with our faith, deeds that go intertwined with our faith. Does that represent us? Would our coworkers say, I see good deeds in you? Would our neighbors say that? Would our spouse say that? Would our children say that? I, I, I hope that they would say that it goes intertwined with who we are. I hope that our children could look at us and say, I see Jesus in you, mom. I see Jesus in you, dad. That we can look at our children and say, I see Jesus in you. Why? Because our way of living goes intertwined with our faith. That we would wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning, we say, Lord, help me to live a life that goes intertwined with what I believe. Right? This is important. Our faith tells us that we should live a life of holiness and consecration. I hope and pray that, that we would wake up in the morning and, and we would desire and long to live a life that pleases our Savior. Amen. Because it goes intertwined with what we believe. Amen. I pray that we would, we would make the effort to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to deceive. I'm not going to manipulate. I'm not going to use foul language. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to do those things. Not even when it benefits me. Because it's got to go intertwined with what I believe. Deeds that go intertwined with our faith. Our faith tells us that we should be obedient to the things that God asks for us. Does our faith go intertwined with what we believe? What are our deeds when no one is looking? How faithful are we to the Lord when, when hard times come? Uh, do we still live out what we believe when, when there's some persecution and the vice has been tightened in our lives? Are we still living out the same deeds? How serious 
Have we taken this great commission that has been handed down to us by our Savior himself? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How serious have we done it? How are our deeds when it comes to treating other people, our neighbors, and even our enemies, and even the ones that have hurt us, and even the ones that maybe have betrayed us? Does our faith intertwine with our deeds? Listen to this. James said that if our faith has no deeds, then our faith is dead. James in this passage is saying, he's comparing two different types of faith. He's talking about a genuine faith which leads to good works and an empty faith, which is not really faith at all. True faith is alive. True faith is alive and it's backed up by works. It's backed up by good deeds. It's backed up by a good lifestyle. Faith that works is backed up by, by the fruit of the Spirit. False faith that has nothing to show for itself is dead. Works, deeds are the evidence of a genuine salvation. It's the evidence of a genuine salvation. When we have had a true encounter with Jesus, he changes all things about us. Not just our ideas, but he changes our lifestyle as well. He doesn't change only our theology, our study of God, but he changes the way that we respond in this world. Good works demonstrate the truth of one's faith. Good works demonstrate the truth of one's faith. They are the obvious, visible result of being justified by faith. It is an authentic, saving grace, and it reveals itself through our deeds. And the church says, I hope that we would wake up tomorrow morning as we just go through the advice of James And that we would add to our prayer, Lord, help me to intertwine my faith with my deeds. Could it be, could it be that the church at times may not have seen the power of God, may not have seen the miracles, may not have seen the results that we wished because our actions did not accompany our faith? Could it be at times that we were hoping for something, longing for something, waiting on something, and we didn't get it because our deeds were not lined up with our faith? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And the church says, I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of amens today. Point number three. What is the experience of a church that lives out its faith with good deeds? What is the experience of a church that lives out its faith with good deeds? What is the experience of a Christian that lives out his or her faith with good deeds? What is the experience? I'm going to share with you four things really quick. 
experience. And I'm going I'm to use to illustrate this uh, Jesus' feeding of the 5,000 men and their family. We, we're, most of us are familiar with that story. If you're not, it's found in all four Gospels. You can find it in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. But this story is found in all the Gospels, right? And it's the story that Jesus was teaching all day long, and the multitude followed him. And when they got, it was, it was, it was a long day. It was starting to, um, the sun was starting to set, and the disciples told Jesus, hey, send the people away. We got nothing to feed them. Let them go to the towns and buy their food. And Jesus says, no, you give them to eat. And they said, us? We only have a little boy's lunch. Two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus said, bring those. He blessed them, and the disciples were able to give all the people that were sitting there food, bread and fish. And the Bible says that there was... A basket still left over after. It's a miracle. It's a phenomena. Uh, it's something that only a supernatural work can do, and Jesus did it for them. But we see here faith and deeds together, working together. What would happen when the church, what would happen when us as individuals, we live out our faith? Four things really quick, really quick, four things. The first one is God's power is demonstrated. When we live out our faith and deeds together, we get to see the power of God. We get to see God move. We saw it in the 5,000. It was supernatural. It was a miracle. Jesus did it. He did it then, and he wants to do it now. But he will not do it in a Christian, in a church that doesn't have genuine faith. He does it in a church that believes. Feed them, he told them. Believe me for this. What is God speaking to us and says, man, believe me for this. It's not easy. It's not an easy time. There's persecution. There's hardship. We struggle. We're going through some stuff. Believe me for this. If you trust me for this and you live out your faith in this hard season, in a time of testing, you open up an opportunity where the power of God can be manifested in your life. We must be people of genuine faith that says, I will live out my faith. And at times, it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge us to step out of the boat and, and to walk on water. And we don't know how that's going to happen. But our faith tells us that if he did it before, he'll do it again. And it's going to be supernatural. It's going to be a phenomena. It's going to be something that only God can do. But if we never have genuine faith, that's faith accompanied by deeds. If we never have that, we never get the opportunity to see the 5,000 people fed and the miracle done. Amen. And the church says, Amen. if you would wake up in the morning tomorrow and say, Lord, that my faith and my deeds would go together today. It's an opportunity for God to manifest his power in our lives. What else can we see? We can see needs are met. What is the experience of the church that lives out its faith with deeds? Deeds are met. God wants to use the church. He wants to use you and he wants to use me to meet the needs of the people. Whether it's social, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, he wants to use the church to meet the needs of his people. But, if we just wish them well, estoy orando por ti, que Dios te bendiga. We're just praying for you. God bless you. And, and you know, we send them off. At the end of the day, they're still in the midst of their needs. What is God calling you to do? What is God calling me to do? When we live out genuine faith, genuine faith is faith with deeds. When we live out genuine faith, needs are met. 
When needs are met, the name of Jesus is being lifted up on high. And the blessing is ours. And the church says, Amen. What is the experience of the church that lives out its faith with deeds? Number three, our faith increases. Uh, have you ever been through a time in your life when, when you just had to trust God for a miracle and he came through for you? What happened? Oh, Lord, man. Uh, I, it's easier for me to believe you on the next one. I've shared this publicly. I remember in 2010 when we were building the gym, we had some moments I was scared. We were running out of money. I had asked the church. We had gone to the bank. I was scared. I've confessed this from this altar. I, have, I, I came to this altar and I prayed. I said, Lord, uh, our church has always been a church that has been blessed. And now on my watch, one year into this pastorate, I'm putting the church in a hard predicament. Lord, I need you. And I remember it was a prayer of fear. How do we finish this project? And the Lord came in supernaturally. If you haven't heard me testify about that, uh, I'll share it at another time. But it, it supernaturally, within a week, $42,000 came in. It was incredible. One check of $27,000 came in. And in, in a matter of like eight days, and I said, and it was exactly $42,400. I've never heard the voice of God. I've never seen angels that day. I heard the voice and saw angels all at one time. <laughs> right? When it was time for us to build the building again, and the budget now was twice as much. What gave me the, the faith to come to the church and say, I believe that God is calling us to do this. I saw him pull through for us when we needed it. I knew that he would pull through for us again. I want to tell you that if, you're, if you have genuine faith, faith and deeds that go together, you're going to see God's hand in a mighty way. And life is about steps. It's about next things. It's about next glory. It's about next level. And everyone will need an increase of faith to get through it. Could it be that some of us never get to the next level because we haven't functioned in genuine faith? And we can't get there because God wants to show us, if you trust me at this level, I can put you to another one and you'll see my glory and my power even at more levels. What is the experience of a church that lives out its faith with deeds? God's power is demonstrated. Needs are met. Faith is increasing. The last one is people believe. And I love that if, if you read uh, uh, the story of, 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 of the 5,000 and you read it in the book of John, uh, the people said, this must be a prophet of God. I love that. The 5,000 people. They said, this must be a prophet of God. When we, the church, live out our faith, people will believe. At times they don't believe because the church hasn't demonstrated good works. And for that reason, they haven't believed. We, the church is not looking for, uh, the world is not looking for church to be religious. The world is looking for a church that serves a living God, a life-changing God, an authentic and genuine God. And when we live out genuine faith, faith in deeds, people will believe. Our, our gospel, that's why, I, and I see this with all due respect, it's wonderful to go to the corner and give out tracts. It's wonderful to do that, and we should do it. Whenever you get an opportunity, you give out tracts. Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. But the greatest way to show the example of, of, of why we serve Jesus is through the very life that we live. It's through relationships. You live a good life and you'll be able to go to your neighbor in the hardest moments 
and say, in your neighbor's hardest moments, and say, what has worked for me is Jesus. I, I can share him with you. Because they've seen it in your life. When we live out genuine faith, people believe. And the church says, Amen. Amen. So as I close our teaching this morning, I close, uh, I want to encourage you today. As we are reading through James, we're reading through James. James is, he gives some tough advice. And this one he's saying, if you're not living out your faith with deeds, then he says your faith is worthless. It's worthless. I want to encourage you today. Last week I encouraged you and I said, would you wake up Monday morning and say, God, give me perseverance for my time of trials. And I said, Lord, would you give me uh, um, wisdom and faith and understanding to know that you are just and that will help you persevere in trials. Would you add to that prayer now? Lord, would you give me genuine faith? Would you help me have good deeds along with my faith? Because they go hand in hand. And if they don't go hand in hand, then it's dead works. It, it's, it's, it's like a corpse. It's lifeless. Our faith is lifeless. And James says that lifeless faith can't save anyone. Can't save anyone. I just want to encourage you to live out the best life that God has called us to live. And that happens through genuine faith. And the church says, Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand. Perhaps you're here today and the Lord is talking to you and the Lord is saying, it's time to get into shape. It's time to change the way that we're living. That our, our faith and our deeds would go hand in hand. Our lifestyle would go hand in hand. That we would reflect the image of Jesus. Maybe the Lord is talking to someone today saying, Hey, yeah, you believe in God, so do the demons. But are you living out this, this genuine faith? that wants to change your whole life. You know, sometimes we've been in church a long time and we still don't get to this point. We got it here. We got the theology of it. We got it intellectually. We got it here, but it hasn't changed here. The Lord is calling us a genuine faith. Maybe you're here today and you're part of the body of Christ and God is calling you to another level. I promise you that if you live out this life, you'll see God's power, needs are met, faith is increased and people will believe. Maybe you're visiting us here today and you're far from God and you feel like, oh man, I, I want a life of purpose. I want a life of purpose. I, wanna, I want to live a life to know God, to know Him with my whole being and knowing Him changes my life completely. And it will be seen in my marriage, it will be seen in my children, it will be seen in with my co-workers and my neighbors, and it will be seen with everyone because I, it's not just intellectual, but it has changed my life forever. I want a life of purpose. Uh, I don't want to be religious only but I want a life that impacts. I want a life of purpose, genuine faith. 
If that's you today, the Lord is calling you as we sing this next song. The altar is open. Uh, and if you're here and you're part of the church and you would like prayer, I want to pray with you. And if you are here today and you're saying, I want to change my life completely. I want a life that impacts. And you want to receive Christ as your personal Savior or reconcile to the Lord or make a new covenant with Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of covenant for you. As we sing this next song, the altar is open. I'd love to pray with you and your family. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this sermon. We pray it blesses and encourages your life.